Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Look out, uh, Montgomery here, host of Man in the Mirror, and with our lovely co-host this evening, Michelle Johnson. Good evening, Michelle. Good evening, Hezekiah. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. How are you? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. How I hope you had a good week this week because I know on, on my side, the devil was busy off and on. But, you know, we still got to keep it moving. Oh, mine was a crappy week, but still I'm awesome, and still I have to keep it moving too. <laughs> hey, well, it's Friday night, and it's the third Friday of the month, and you know what that is, Michelle? It's Perpetual Prayer Friday 11. We are almost through this year. We we started at an odd time. By the time we get finished, it'll be like 14, 13 of them. But, yes, it's our 11th one, and they're getting better and better. So with that said, we just want to continue to always give God the praise. We're giving praise reports tonight, making the devil mad and lifting him up. Um, if you want to chime in, please give us your, and give us your praise reports. You can do so by pressing the number one on your phone. And with that said, let's always open up in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for lying down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking up, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for grace and mercy, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the sun. We thank you, Lord, for the moon. We thank you, Lord, for the stars. We even thank you, Lord, for the rain, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the different changes in the seasons because we know that you are still in a blessing business, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you, regardless of what it looks like in our lives, that you're still in control, Lord. We just ask you to bless upon our families, Lord. Bless upon our church families, Lord. Continue to bless those who are sick. Bless those who know you, Lord. Bless those who don't know you, Lord. And Lord, continue to bless the backsliders as well, because in the words that you love the backsliders, because you love for when people repent, make up their mind, and come back to you. Bless us this perpetual praise Friday night, Lord. Help us just to read, pray, uplift, and just continue showing who you are. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This episode is that time again. What time is it, Michelle? Perpetual Praise Friday is the time that we always set aside just to praise God and give our testimonies on how good God is. We're now almost near the end of the year, and we're still standing. Did you did you hear what I just said? We are still standing. Now, just as a cat, I'm Montgomery Michelle Johnson, man in the mirror, for our listening audience along with us. It's been a long year. We can talk about some of the things that's been going on in Baltimore, some of the things that's been going on in our country, you know, some things that's going on in the government right now. We all know what's going on in government, but 
uh, you know, I've seen something on Facebook says who's it don't matter who is president, Christ is still king. Yes. And he's the king of kings. I can't believe it. We And also, Michelle, as of last week, we just celebrated two years on the show. And now we're doing our 11th Perpetual Praise Friday. Don't get me wrong. We've had our ups and downs, but we don't want to stop praising him. We have to get along as we get our praise on. And I say that again. We have to get along as we get our praise on. Because, you know, we could, many of us could be doing so many other different things on a Friday night. And I say that again. We can be doing so many different things on a Friday night. But take a little out, you know, and giving God praise just for the smallest things. And I always say, and I never stop saying, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be intently on my mouth. He said, yeah. not some of the times, not part of the times. He said at all times, even when we don't want to praise him, we still need to praise him. Even when we don't understand what's going on in our lives, we still need to praise him. Even when those bills are getting on our nerves and that telephone, those bill collectors keep calling, calling, calling. See, David ain't have a telephone. But David ain't have a telephone back then. I'm trying to figure out, I wonder if he, what he would have felt like if bill collectors kept calling, even though he was the king. Everybody kept calling on him. So sometimes communication can be a good thing, and then, you know, it has its drawbacks. It could be a, a bad thing. So we have to be careful, you know, what we say and what we ask for. And um, I'm actually going to open up with reading Psalms 1, one of David's Psalms. And it says, blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps with the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners. Take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do shall prosper. And I'll say it again. He says, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment and the sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord, again, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So we, ha you know, we, we got to continue to praise him in season, out of season, whatever going on in our life. We have to continue praising him. And I just thank the Lord for that because sometimes we have to remember that we have to continue praising him when we want to and when we don't. And again, I always say, if, even if just Michelle and I on air, these still are on demand. We're still going to continue Praise Fridays because the word says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there will I be in their midst. So we just have to remember, you know, God tells us to praise him, praise him, praise him. He tells us to pray in the morning, pray in the evening, 
pray when the sun goes down, like that old song, old you know, old song goes. I praise him in the morning, praise him in the evening, praise him when the sun goes down. But we're going to continue to praise him. Any comments, Michelle? Amen. I, I'm definitely agreeing with all of that. And you know, we have to we have to learn the thing that that came to me today is is using praise as as our weapon. And you know, we talk about you know praise is do the Lord. So praise praise God because He's worthy. Praise God. Because um, he's, com- you know, commanded us to praise God. Because, uh, of course, you know, if he told us if we don't praise us, he'll he'll make the rocks to cry out. You know, but <clears throat> I don't want no rock crying out for me. Amen. And all of that, all of that is true. And then, you know, sometimes people say, "Oh, I praise him because it helps me, you know, get over what's going on, or it helps me to make it through, or it helps me to do this, or it helps me." It just helps me to praise God and that, and think about his goodness and praise him for what he's done as a thank you and all that. All of that is absolutely correct. It's absolutely right. But um, how about as a weapon? Because praise does many things, but what it also does is it, it confounds the enemy. And it confounds the enemy. It well, I won't say in flesh, in flesh and in spirit, but you know, we know Satan is a spirit, but it confounds him, and it confounds people, and it makes them take a closer look when they can see you praising God despite things they may be doing to you. And will it will it just let up like oh if I let out a hallelujah or praise God all of a sudden they'll leave me alone? Not all of a sudden. <laughs> not, not all of a sudden. It may even take a while, but if if praise is, is continually in your mouth, then you know the the enemy at a certain point they do they give up they leave you alone because. They know they feel like they they I can't get to them, I can't get to them with what I'm doing. Of course they'll go and change up some things to try to get to you still. But what if praise really is continuously on our mouth? Psalms one twenty one, uh, one and two says, "I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Amen. Lord who is on the earth." So. People may not consider that as oh using it as a weapon, but yes, because you're using you're using praise as a tool. Because when you look to God and you give Him praise, and you know that God, I'm going to praise Your name. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep calling out Your name. Your, your praises will continually be on my mouth because You said, because You said, and I believe. And I'm going to keep coming and keep praising and keep thanking you for taking care of whatever this situation is. And then it, that tool, using it as a tool, moves the situation. It moves the mountain. Mm, mm, mm. I like that. It's another thing that the Lord 
that the Lord gave me. Today is the 21st, and I always try to read. I'm getting bad, but I'm getting back on it. I always try to read a proverb today. And when we're going through, we think many times that we're in control or people around us think that they're in control. But the Lord just said something in Proverbs 21. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that the channels that he channels toward all who please him. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do what is right and just and is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So the Lord is saying, you know what, in those verses he's saying that all I want you to do is right and don't worry about it because I hold the king's hand in my heart. You know, we over here worried about who's going to become president. You know what? God is still king. God is still, you know, the ruler of everything. These, you know, we're, you know, the people that, that are in our leadership are just, you know, they still have to bow down to what goes on. And this is the funny thing. And I'm going to go a little off and then try to get back on course. But the more I hear about people, years ago they took prayer out of school. Remember that, Michelle? Yep, I sure do. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I hear it all the time. And, it, you know, I'm going to write something about this one day. But it's like you take prayer out of school. As soon as something happens, what's the first thing people want to do? Pray. And I'm like, okay, that's not right. So, you know, you didn't want prayer in the schools. But there's so much going on in our country right now. First thing, pray for us. Well, you had the chance to have it on a, on a daily basis. But after the 40, 50 years of it not being on a daily basis and everything is turning into a debacle on being, you know, what's the word, cladocristic or whatever the word, catastrophic, things are happening and people don't know what to do. And now in the show, all of a sudden, they want us to pray for them. Yeah, we're going to pray for them, but it's like you have to start praying for yourself. You know, these things are going to happen. You know, believers know that these are the end times. Things are happening because they are they were prophesied that it was going to happen. So as it's being prophesied that it's going to happen, we understand what's going on. But unless you really know, we're going to continue to pray. But it just behooves me or just baffles me why people think, you know, you know, they're taking God off the money. They're taking God out of this and God out of that. But what's the first thing that comes out of our mouths or comes out of their mouths when something happens? Three words, pray for me. Three mm-hmm. simple words, pray for me or pray for us. Or two words, let's pray. Or God help us, yeah. Those are the things that are going on in our country right now. Those are the things that's going on every day when we see things. You don't talk about prayer, but, you know, when things happen, all of a sudden people want prayer. God wants to hear people talk to him every day. You know, some of us think that, you know, we got to go down and say half hour, 40-minute prayer. No, God just wants conversation. That's all he wants. He wants kind of like you talk to your daughter, like you talk to your son, like you talk to your friends. He just wants conversation. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big, but he just wants us to talk to him on a daily basis. So when those times come, we don't have to say, pray for me or God help us. 
But um, I found, you know, when you were talking, I found a verse about praise. And Acts 16, 25, and it says about midnight, Paul and Silas. Now, Paul was being chained up in prison, right? Paul was, now, how many people like to be chained up and tired and locked down, locked, stock, and barrel? But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And let's listen to them. They were praying and singing hymns, but they were locked up. That goes back to what the words what David said. I will bless the Lord at all times. His prayer sermon continually on my lips. Old Testament. New yeah. Testament. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. They were sowing seeds. People forget about that. They were sowing seeds. Other prisoners were they probably think, I can I can look at me. Someone probably was saying, They are a bunch of crazy fools I've ever seen. Feel they are locked up with us, and they over here praying and singing. Locked up, which we all are, <laughs> but they're over here praying and singing. I'll say it one more time. Locked up with the rest of us, but they're praying and singing hymns to God. Now, some of the other ones probably weren't, you know, those seeds were being planted. Those other ones were probably listening and like, wow. Under all of this, they are still praying and singing unto God. Because now, this is what's going on there. It says, um, actually, let me find that, Michelle. I have to read that whole thing because that is something that was, you know, that the Lord just gave me. It's like, as you were talking, it's like, who was singing when they were in jail? It says, Paul came to, um, um, Paul and Silas in prison. Once when we were going to the place, a place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit where she was, that she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are, who are telling you the way of, to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. I remind you, she was making money for somebody, fortune telling. And Paul just like, Paul just got tired of that spirit and just said, spirit be gone. When her owners realized that their hope of making money in the shell was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an, and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for the Romans to accept in practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Now, he got rid of that spirit, messed up the man's money, now they're stripping and beating them. After they had been severely flogged, 
Now they severely they severely flogged Jesus Christ too. So Paul knew about this already. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailers were commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now they weren't just in the cell. They were in the inner cell. Now, here's ever about midnight. Now, I've been beaten. I've been flogged. I'm surrounded <laughs> by other prisoners. I'm in the inner cell. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Could you imagine, Michelle, you all locked up. This man is nighttime. You're trying to sleep. But this man is praying and singing. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone changed came down. Yeah. Now, I'm going to explain something to you. When this happened, God was so pleased that he said, go down there and help. He sent them angels down there to shake that prison Go down and help my child, my children, to escape. Because, you know, that's how, I mean, he had to be singing and praying so loud and fervent. What they say, the fervent prayer of the righteous avail as much. He had to be praying so loud that it opened up the heavens, and God said, y'all got to go get him out of that one. I don't care what y'all doing. Every All coffee breaks are canceled. Y'all need to go down there. And help them. Yeah. Jilla woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to. That was the custom. If you mess up, you kill yourself. About to kill himself, and he thought that he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, "Don't harm yourself. We are all here." But Jilla mm-hmm. called for lights. He said, they, nobody moved. He said, don't kill yourself. They could like, see ya, bye, I'm out, I'm out. Because most of us were like, okay, it's time to get out now. But Paul knew his mission wasn't finished there. His mission at that point was not finished. He could have left, but God still has something for him to do. Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The Jillick called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them, sirs, and here's that question, what must I do to be saved? Yeah. God wasn't finished at that point. He opened up that door. He sent the angels down. Everybody off coffee break, go down and help Paul and Silas out, open up that jail, shake it a little shake, shammy, whatever y'all got to do. Gates open. They could escape. But Paul was a loving servant of God, and he said, we're here. The jailer seen something in him and said, what must I do to be saved? Every believe believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him. They witnessed to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the midnight, the jailer took them and washed them. Now, that's something special. We don't pay attention to that. The jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then he immediately, he and all the households were baptized. 
The jailer brought them out into the house and set a meal. Then he fed them. He washed them. They were baptized, and he fed them. He was filled with joy because he had came to believe in God, and he and his whole whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, the men. See, God was there. He said, that was all God. Paul hadn't done nothing. Paul, what he, he started off getting locked up, being flogged, and he went out there and was praying and singing hymns. And that was that one phone call. That's like the bat call. Like Batman, that was like the bat call. All right, we got the call. We got to go down and help him out. And that's when the angels came down, helped him out. Now, this is step by step. He didn't run. He could have ran like, I'm out. Because most of us, I'm out as Michelle. Most of us were left like, see ya. But no, he knew his job wasn't done. He knew what he was there for. It was a process that was going on. We all look at it like, well, he was there actually, in my mind, for that jailer. He went through all of that for not just the jailer to be saved, but his whole household. You know, the person who was there watching him, but his whole household. Then we get to verse 35. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent them, sent their officers to the jailer with the order, released them. The jailer told Paul, the magistrate, magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can go. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens. Now it was a law. You couldn't beat the Romans. And threw us in prison, and now they want to get rid of us quietly. No, let them come themselves and escort us out. Okay, Paul, you know, now, Paul, okay, y'all did something y'all weren't supposed to do, cut by the law. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. Because, you know, let's back up. The people ain't tell them that they were Roman citizens. All they said is, we lost money. We want, them, we want something done. They knew they were citizens. But they said, we lost money. We want something done. Take care of it. I'm just listening because uh, again, it's just ringing in my head how how praise can be used, and we don't normally mm-hmm. think, think about it like that. We praise uh, a lot of times in response to something. Either it's in response to a trial, and we feel like praising God, you know, to try to make it through the trial, just giving him praise, thanking him for whatever he's doing to help us through this thing. And then when we are getting blessings or things are happening that are working in our favor, we get the favor of God at our job wherever we give him praise. But yeah, this this using praise as a tool. So in the jail, you know, Paul used prayer and in that in that moment, you know, yes the jail shook but the but the result of everything wasn't about them being loosed and the and the jail being shook to cause them where they could have gotten away. It was about something greater, but it was a tool that was used. Exactly. 
Yes, and and I was looking at another scripture as well when you were talking in another instance where praise was used as a tool. So this is what, and and God had just gave that to me, but that's what I'm like, you know, this is really something that we need to learn how to use as a tool. And, you know, the the spirit of God will move you to praise at certain times, but then you have to think behind it that there's a reason why this may be going on and don't neglect to give God praise at whatever time that, that he moves you to do so. Because there could be a greater Amen. reason behind it, and I was looking at Second uh, Chronicles in twentieth chapter, um, and there's a, a story about the um, the army of Judah there, um, and it was saying, "Let me start at I guess twenty. And it says, "Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Joel." Hosaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm, believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. Now, who does that? Who who? Who puts singers on the front line? <laughs> hey, <laughs> so I, and, 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 I, and you're right, and you're right. Now I, I got one up on you. What about um, Jericho? He told them to walk around and shout. Yes. So even and I'm even like, in, I'm like, in the word, it, it gives us several examples, several examples of where people are using praise and it's for for a reason, and they might not even know what the reason is at the time. But in um in if you continue on through this verse, um it says that he appointed the singers. They walked ahead of the army, and this is what they sang: mm-hmm. "Give thanks to the Lord; His faithful love endures forever." At the moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord, called, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies and Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. So God had them singing praises, walking before the army, and before the army could even get to the spot, the enemy had taken, all the enemy had been taken care of. And what are, what are, and, and, and that's it. Go on. Oh, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say what... What a testimony is that, and we can, because, you know, people, they listen to these stories, they hear these stories, and they say, oh, yeah, that was back in the day, blah, 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 but everything has a real-life application when we're listening to these stories or reading these stories in the in the Word of God. They have real-life application, so just look at the, the point which is being made in this story, which is if you give God praise and you give him the praise that he deserves and you thank him even for what he hasn't even done yet, 
he can defeat the enemy before your ground your feet even touch the ground where they stand. So that that's amazing testimony. That's that's like awesome for me to to realize. Hey. I I them old testament stories reveal what's gonna happen in New Testament because God still he did it then and he was still doing it with Paul and Silas. And here's here's the nifty part about it, because Paul Paul Paul's a bad dude. People don't pay attention to Paul, but Paul was a bad dude. The officers reported this to the magistrate, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to they came to appear them to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came. Out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them, and they left. So they got what they wanted because Paul was by God. But as Michelle said, and as I went through, it was a step-by-step process. God knew that somebody needed to be saved. So he went step-by-step process. That house, that jailer's house, needed to be saved and it was only one way to get Paul there is to get him locked up mm, amen I mean myself I say God could there be another way you know do I gotta go through this <laughs> but that's just me you know I'm like one of the kids like like mom dad you know do, do I, I I hear the lesson you try and teach me but do I really have to sit here and listen to it but that's how we are we have to get to the point we have to get to the point like Paul was. Paul just followed, and he did exactly what Christ wanted him to do. He did exactly what God wanted him to do. The whole household was saved. And then, you know, then put the icing on the cake. He said, look, we Romans. You guys have to export us out. We didn't do anything. If y'all would have asked us, we would have told you. But no, you beat and flogged us first and then asked questions later. But that's okay. Because I think at that time the Romans were kind of embarrassed because they didn't ask questions first. They just beat first. But anyway, you're listening live with Hezekiah L. Montgomery and Michelle Johnson on Man in the Mirror. We are on our Perpetual Praise Friday, number 11. And I'm just having a good time because the Lord's revealing a lot of things to me. We're going to take a praise break. And we will be back. You can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man-n-the-mirror. And let's continue to keep him lifted. Let me hear the worship Yeah. 
Yeah. 
praise. I don't care what you've been through. Just know that praise is bringing you out right now. Nobody can get praise for God tonight. Come on, clap some hands. Continue reading the word. 
and continue, you know, playing a little couple of songs here and there, just praising him, setting the atmosphere that, you know, that keep your mind. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Many times we're going through so much. We're going through so much in our life. The devil is trying to drain it. He's trying to keep us distracted. That's the key that the enemy uses. His, he uses the element of distraction because if you pay attention to a magician, many times those tricks are he's using the element of distraction. He's throwing something in one hand while you're watching the other hand. And with the, the eyes, he's one thing, but he was just doing something all, all the time. So that's what that's what Satan uses. He uses the element of distraction in our lives. He doesn't want us praising God. Them bills keep coming in, distraction. Them kids getting on your nerves, distraction. That job getting on your nerves, distraction. That um that you know those people, you know, church folks get on your nerves too, distraction. You know, car starts acting up, distraction. Your mate starts acting up, distraction. So. Satan's going to use what he's going to throw everything at us. Because, you know, he got Paul flawed. Paul, you know, Paul got tired of hearing that demon. So he said, be gone. That demon was his distraction, so he got rid of it. Then the guy, then they got mad because they couldn't fortune tell no more. And then they said, okay, we're going to beat them. Not knowing that they were Roman citizens. You ain't supposed to be the Roman citizen. They called them Jews. They didn't know. They, they said, these Jews. But Paul was actually a Roman citizen. So, you know, we know what happened at the end of that story because we just talked about it. But God was setting things. Many times we don't understand that God is setting us up for something for excellence. We may not see it. You know, when you are looking for a job or, you know, when you're trying to get everything in your household together, all we're looking at is distractions. But God is putting us point A, point B, point C, step by step. It's a process that he's using to get us where he wants us to be. I read earlier, even, you know, he holds the king's hearts in his hands. We look at that. We look at a boss so or those people that have it like, y'all are crazy. But if we give it to God, God got it no matter what it looks like. God got it. Any comments, Michelle? Yeah, you were making me uh, think when you were talking about the distractions from the enemy. And, of course, we we all, you know, know the scripture in reference to the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's his, that's his main purpose concerning us. And, you know, so what is he trying to Steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to, you know, steal your eternal um, life. Basically, he's trying to to steal the blessings that God has for you, and he's trying to destroy the people of God and and the kingdom of God. And that's what he's out to do. And so he does. He does these by distracting us and keeping us from following on our purpose. Because whatever purpose that God has laid out for us, um, that was decided long ago what our purpose was. And so, you know, the longer we take to follow the path, you know, the the more we're delayed from getting done the things that God needs for us to get done here on earth. 
like you know what if what if Paul delayed in in praising God as the spirit must have undoubtedly been telling him to do what if he had delayed doing that what if he 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 mm-hmm. didn't know if he if he should start singing because people were trying to sleep and he was worried about what people would think or any of that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. being honest. You know, that that's a directive right. that the spirit, you know, God gave him and so he started doing it. But what if he had delayed that action? The longer he delayed, mm-hmm. the longer the salvation of the jailer would have been delayed. So that's how Amen. we got, that's how we Amen. we got to think about this thing. And um, so I was looking at um, at 1 Corinthians 7 and and 35, and it says, uh, I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So we're to to try to go along our purpose um, without getting distracted so much because we have a path that we're following. We have something that we have to do to serve God. And the more distractions we allow in, the longer it takes us to get those things done. And Mark 4 and 19, it talks about how all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, and the desire mm-hmm. for other things, so no fruit. So that jailer being saved and his whole household being saved was a fruit that God, that uh, Paul was able to produce from his obedience to doing what, you know, God had directed him to do in the jail. And so, you know, if we continue to allow these distractions that you were talking about to keep getting in our way, we delay God's divine purpose and we bear no fruit while we're doing that. Amen, amen, amen. And that was just that was just God, you know, because you know we started this show off with, you know, perpetual praise Friday and just getting into the scripture. And I love how God just put these scriptures in our minds and bring these scriptures to us, because you know many times I have no idea sometimes what I'm going to, you know, talk about. But then I just let the Holy Spirit say, boom, boom, boom. You know, sometimes we got to get away from us. And let God do what He's going to do. And um, we are down. We're running down our last nine minutes, or actually last um, under eight minutes, seven minutes. But that's okay. And I like this scripture because many of us want to get ahead in life. Many of us have dreams. Many of us have vision. But this is something that one of the ministers came and you know preached about in, in our church a couple of weeks ago. And Habakkuk 2, 2, and it says, write down the revelation or write the vision and make it plain on the tablets so that the herald may run with it. Because he wants us to write that vision and make it plain. Whatever we have going on, when well, we got that these praise reports, you know, praise reports, write them down. Write them down. Put them on sticky notes. Put them somewhere where you can say, yeah, God took care of that. God took care of this. God took care of that. Because you always want to remember what God has done for you. We we don't want to forget because, yeah, I remember, you know, when the show was saying, you know, sometimes we don't want to do God. You know, what if um, Paul was worried about, yeah, we got some people sleep over there, some people just sitting over there. You know, we didn't want to distract them. 
But if we do the things that God commands us to do, regardless of what, you know, I believe that not just that George household was saved, but I believe in my heart that some of those prisoners were saved as well because the seeds were planted. Whenever a seed is planted, they cannot say that they've never heard about the word of God because once that seed is there, when it's time for you to go before your maker, you can't say, well, I've never heard. Yeah, you have. Paul was preaching it, praying it. Paul was singing it. You heard the word because the jailer heard what was going on. And when that jail shook, the only thing that came out of his mouth was what must something, something you must got some kind of power because he said the only thing came out of his mouth, what must I do to be saved? He ain't asked no other questions. He ain't even blink. He ain't think. He asked one question: What must I do to be saved? Now only God can do that. Only God can do that because. You know, that was the, the power of God because he's seen a miracle. Regardless of what all the other jailers would say, no, I've seen a miracle. I've seen the power of God. You know, he said, I don't just want this for me. I want this for my whole family. I just don't want this. I want all of us to be baptized. I don't just want, you know, he said, that's what, this is what we don't do. We don't take it to our family. We don't bring it in. Some of us think, you know, we're supposed to keep it all to ourselves in a little corner somewhere, a little bottle or, you know, let's save it. But the word said, go ye therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things. And lo, I will be with you to the end of the earth. So he's telling them, go and teach. And Paul followed that commandment, go and teach. Go and teach. And I'm truly excited. I got so excited. The show had to remind me, yeah, you know, I thank you for all those who are listening tonight. We're winding down the last few minutes. And the show had to remind me, you didn't do the um, sponsors. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I got excited. You know, that happens sometimes. <laughs> when you get excited about what's going on, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I know for my sponsors, Music Instructions for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. Also, please join us on December 10, 2016, for our recital performance fundraiser being held at 4443 Bel Air Road. The cost of that performance will be $25 for adults, and thirteen and twelve fifty for children under thirteen. Please check out our Facebook page at Music Instructing for All Learners Inc. on our event page, and it will be there. Or go to our website at www. And we have an event page set up for Eventbrite page set up on there. Come see our students perform, and then be treated with a with the great sounds of Cameron Stare. Sarah and his jazz ensemble will also be blessed with a featured guest artist, Karan Jones, the songstress of Baltimore. You're not going to want to miss this program. Again, go to our Facebook page and check check it out on our event page, and we want to see you there. Another sponsor is our Curry Boss Project. Curry Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curry chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention. 
beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on the Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. Well, Michelle, it's been a beautiful hour. Time flies when you're having fun because I was having a good time with this evening's discussion. Um, do you, we down to our last couple minutes? Do you have any, you know, last comments? I wanted to to read a scripture. Thought that'd be good to end out on. Okay. And it and it's uh, Ephesians and chapter six. I'm starting at ten, but it says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after you... After the battle, you will be standing firm, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. In verse 23 and 24, peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters. And may God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord. Amen. And with that said... This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and as always, we'll see you at the Mirror.